Welcome back to another episode of Bishop Mortimer's Day Off. So today we're going to jump right back into chapter two of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina, The Secret History of Madam Satan. So like as we left off, she's in a lake now. She needs to rejuvenate herself. You know, you got to give your body a little bit of self-care Honey, she's in a pond and she's just chilling for right now. She's eating the fish. So after like, let's say a year, but sometimes we need to take years for self-care because if we're not good to ourselves, who the fuck are we good to? Message. She's like, honey, I need a new face. Madam Satan doesn't have a face. She just came back from hell and she comes across a sleepaway camp uh, for mortal children, of course, you know, and she's like, I'm sure one of these little hoes in this camp got a face for me so she's like honey we about to go do some facetime and she finds the prettiest girl and she plucks her face she plucks the bitch face and then she sews it onto her own face and she's like it's a little tight and i'm like girl that's because the face doesn't belong to you sweetie like she takes the blanket from one of the camps and she's on her way new face new blanket and new life and now let's bring some hell to it so she leaves, and the next thing you know, the girl's in a camp. You hear outside as Madam Satan's walking away. Uh, the girl's like, Jessica, oh my God, what happened to your face? Jessica's sitting over here looking like Pinhead now. But anyway, we move on, and Madam Satan's getting out of the forest, and she's, she's hitchhiking because she has to get to her destiny, and her destiny is a cruel mistress named Revenge. And... The stretch truck comes by and he stops and picks her up. And the guy, he is such a creep. Like, he just gives me like Herbert the pervert. Uh, hey honey, how you doing? One of those type. Like, for what? For why? Like, I'd rather get in a car with Ted Bundy. Anyway, so she gets in the car and the guy, and you know, the trucker, he's sleazy. He sees a woman with a beautiful face. Mm-hmm and just sheet wrapped around her. And he's like, honey, this is easy pick. And you know, she's a magical bitch. She knows her shit, pretty much. The trucker is trying to like seduce her. She's like, honey, what you don't know is I can read your fucking mind. And I wanna know what you're gonna do with me. And he's looking like, what are you talking about? She's like, uh, honey, I mean, what do you do with your victims? And he's like, what do you mean? What do I do with my victims? So she decides to amuse herself. You've done this before, haven't you? And he thinks she's talking about just picking up uh, strangers and being a kind gentleman. Let me let you know, there's never any coincidence when it comes to sleazy men like this. And then he's like, honey, picked up pretty girls to give them rides? I do that all the time. And she's like, no, I mean, after you've picked them up at the next turnoff or behind some motel. And he starts to panic because he's like, Bitch, what are you talking about? Can you read my fucking mind? And she asks him with her de devilishly grin, um, how many women have you done that to? Or do you even know? And then he's like, lady, I have no clue what you're talking about. I'm just trying to be nice. So Madam Satan starts to have visions of all of his victims in the truck and she hears the women scream out in horror and agony. The women that he raped, the women that got away, the women that he murdered, all kinds of things. All this guy's past victims starts flooding into Madam Satan and she's like you have murdered 47 women in the last three years they're all with you you know they travel with you they're telling me how much you hurt them they're asking me to do the same to you and he's like what you talking about bitch he was like what the fuck are you and Madam Satan's like honey you have no fucking idea bitch peels her face off and she goes ham on that bitch she's like huh check please 
and it's dinner time now, and she eats that bitch up, as she should. I love a good, good for her story. Like, I love girl boss horror. Moving on. So she drives off for a little while, and then she gets off, and she parks the truck, and she's a uh, honey in New England, Massachusetts. A great work has begun. She is on a journey, a journey of revenge. And as she stops through the forest of New England, because like I said in my TikToks, if y'all watch me, shout out to everybody also who watches me on TikTok, because I know sometimes when I take off that soft filter and y'all be seeing my videos, honey, I definitely be having some Quasimodo undertones. But the fact that y'all be gassing me up and so nice to me, thank you. And I appreciate you guys. Back to the story. Madam Satan's in the forest. The wind brings her into West Bridge, and that's where Sabrina used to live before she moved to Greendale. And once there, it didn't take long for Madam Satan to find Edward. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Edward Spellman. Edward fucking Spellman. Because remember, this is chapter two. A lot of you guys who are listening to this have probably watched my TikToks, and you guys know a lot of this because I summed it up. However, I'm reading each chapter for each episode of my podcast. So a lot of the stuff you guys are already know, but there's going to be a lot of new details that I didn't say because I like to speed it up. So here we go. So Madam Satan comes to Edward. She was like, at long last, Edward. And she hugs the tree because, honey, what the fuck happened? But then she realized tree trapping a witch as potent as Edward, that was no easy feat. So pretty much, Madam Satan, no, somebody extremely strong has entombed Edward in this motherfucking uh, tree. And it could either be a powerful witch or an entire coven. Somebody teamed up against Edward and entrapped him in a tree. But as Madam Satan is about to do a spell that's gonna bring up Edward's bones from the tree so she could kind of do a resurrection, when Madam Satan's familiar, a crow, perches on the tree that Ed Edward Spellman's entombed in, he reminds her, like, this nigga ain't shit. He's the reason why you were in hell, X, Y, and Z, and bitch, don't sell him anymore, love. He doesn't need to be resurrected. This man is right where he needs to be. And all of a sudden, Madam Satan's anger refuels her mission. And she remembers that Edward betrayed her for a mortal woman, Diana. Ooh, he ain't shit. And in that fiery flames of anger, flames engulf the tree. And you know, Edward's entombed in that tree. So pretty much, not only did Edward suffer a fate worse than death by being entombed by the tree, but since Edward is metaphorically the tree now, he is being burnt alive. However, Madam Satan was not done. She was far from done. She takes the ashes of the tree, throws them up into the cold October wind, and blows them. And she asks the winds and the elements to lead her to more people who are united with Edward, especially Diana, because Diana's the bitch that Edward left her for. But, you know, I like to never blame the women, because let's, let's start holding the men accountable, you know? Oh, man, let's hold, even me, hold me accountable, because... Sometimes women go against women too much. It's the women should go after the men. And then if the other woman needs to get her ass whooped, you know, do that later. But just get revenge on the men first. So anyway, and she flies into the sky and off. And she's off. She is off in the wind. Honey, she is about to set fire to the motherfucking rain. I'll say Wayne. Look, speech impediment check. Anyways, and they lead her to a mental institution. And y'all know who's in that mental institution. If y'all been watching my TikTok or listen to the last episode, poor Diana Spellman is in the mental institution, ladies and gentlemen. Ooh, Diana can't catch a break. 
And Madam Satan goes in there with a the glamour and goes to the nurse at the front desk and is like, hey, can I um visit my sister? And she's like, you're not on the list. And Madam Satan works her mojo and is put on the list. And she goes to see Diana. And the nurse tells her, Diana's pretty much been in like a catatonic state, you know, of just pure madness and stuff like that ever since her husband Edward brought her here. And uh, Madam Satan's like, honey, I need to have a private conversation with my sister. Honey, we have a lot to catch up on. And I'm like, honey, I bet y'all do. Because, honey, all hell's about to break loose. And then as the benevolent queen that Madam Satan is, she takes Diana to the side. And as she takes Diana to the side, she's like, Diana, we need to talk, bitch. Because not only did you steal my motherfucking man, but guess what? I need to tell you what you put me through. And then this is where we go back in time to happier days where Madam Satan, when she was first alive. And, you know, it was a Sunday. Edward had arranged for them to go on a little date at the zoo. You know, silly romantic shit. Like, we love silly shit like that. They're just having an idyllic day. Edward tells Iola, this is Madam Satan's true name before she killed herself and became Madam Satan. And Edward says to her, there's something I got to tell you, Iola. I've met someone. And he said, and she's like, you? Who? And she knew her life would change forevermore. And he says, it doesn't matter. Why do guys always say shit like that? It doesn't matter. Bitch, don't tell me then. Don't fucking tell me then. Um, but he tells her her name is Diana Sawyer. And she's like, Edward, who the fuck is this? Is this a bitch in a coven? Because, honey, we can have a witch battle if it's not. Honey, throw them hands up. Throw them wands up. Throw them brooms up. <laughs> Edward's like, no, she's not part of the Church of the Night. And it, um, Iola's like, bitch, you're with a motherfucking mortal. And, you know, in the hierarchy of things, you know, mortal is kind of like the bottom of the barrel. You know, and then witch is kind of like high up there. So witch is always thinking because they're magical beings. Uh, is better than mortal. So to be dumped for a mortal, somebody who's underneath you per se, honey, devastating. I don't think Madam Satan, aka Iola, couldn't take it because she's humiliated now. Edward tells her, you know, I've spoken to the council already, and though it's very unorthodox, they are willing to make an exception. They understand I need a vessel to have a kid because you can't really bear children. Ooh, men ain't shit. And, and Iola's like blasphemy. She's shocked. She's heartbroken. First you break up with me. You break up with me for a mortal. And then you insult me because I can't have kids. And Diana can be a vessel for whatever your unholy plans are. Oh boy, you tried it. And in that moment, her grief was so unbearable to take. She uses her power and uh, transports herself into the lion's den. Like, when I tell you that lions devour her, they dismember her. They rip her face off. That's where her needing a new face when she came back from hell comes in. Uh, they eat her heart, her bones, every part of her body. The lions are just like, honey. Y'all remember that scene from Lion King where the hyenas uh, devour uh, Scar? Rightfully so. That's what's happening to uh, Madam Satan in her past life as Iola. Over a broken heart. Ooh, funny. Where does broken hearts go? Into a lion's den, ladies and gentlemen. And she thought that would be the end of her. She thought she would just be killing herself from a broken heart, and that's it. But guess what? She found herself in the pits of Gahana. And that's a particular circle of hell reserved for suicides. Why she's uh, in Gahana, streamed up by her intestines in hell. You know, she's just wishing for revenge. She's wishing for a moment that she can escape back into the world from hell and get her revenge, have another chance at life. And now, several turns of a screw later, several centuries, here we are 
And I'm looking at you, Diana, and I'm wondering, she says to her, how did you end up here? How did the high priestess, Edward Spellman, get trapped in a tree and his wife that he left me, a powerful witch, for end up in a fucking mental institution? Edward's plan of happily ever after, honey, ran afoul, I'm saying. He did you wrong, too. And this is where Madam Satan, she's like um, one of those villains that's still kind of like a low-key feminist. Because she realized, honey, we both got fucked over by the same man. And even though, Diana, bitch, I can't fucking stand you, ho, with them split-ass fucking ends, that motherfucking paper, those paper-thin-ass bundles. She's like, men, they're terrible. They're terrible beasts, aren't they? And I think perhaps you've been punished enough, Diana. I think perhaps the only gift I could give you, Madam Satan says to her, is mercy. And Diana's shocked. Mercy is not something in this cruel mistress's vocabulary, but it is today. But then she turns around with her eyes glowing and as the sunlight silhouettes her dark shadowy figure like a pitch black angel of death over Diana Spellman. She's like, I changed my mind. If I know Edward, and I did, he made arrangements so that you can never leave this place, correct? So why shouldn't you spend every single walking moment aware of your surroundings, remembering who you are and what you did to deserve it? Which means the dark gift I am bestowing onto you is clarity. As her cloak is dancing in the autumn October breeze, she says, honey, and good luck trying to convince your doctors because now that Diana has clarity, Diana knows everything she's been through has been real. It's not a figment of her head. That was just a dark curse Edward put onto her to shut her up from getting to tell the world that they're witches. She just gave uh, Diana the curse of knowing that she was right the whole time and nobody's gonna fucking believe her. And then as she's walking back through the hospital, leaving out the front door, the nurse at the fr front desk is like, leaving so soon? And then Madam Satan says, yes. It's too crushing to see Diana this way. Thank you for taking care of her, nurse. She's like, oh, it's our pleasure. And by the way, how's Sabrina? And Madam Satan pauses. Sabrina? Sabrina Spellman? Who is this now? Miss Spellman's daughter, Sabrina. We haven't seen her in ages, but it seems like she is listed as the next to kin. And so then Madam Satan says, really? And then she thinks there's also so Edward really was able to get an heir out of Diana, that mortal cow. Madam Saint uh, leans into the nurse, you know, with her villainous eyes, and she says, and where might this Sabrina be? Under the care of Mr. Spellman's sisters, the nurse says, I believe. And then Madam Satan just turns to her and says, you wouldn't mind being a deer and tell me where is Sabrina at right now and where is she living? And the nurse says, Greendale. And now Madam Satan has her eyes on the town of Greendale and she shall bring revenge to this small, happy little wholesome town. We're at Sabrina's school. You know, it's the week before Sabrina's 16th birthday and a strange wind is blowing into Greendale that a lot of supernatural people know. See, in California, they have a thing called Santa Ana winds, but here in the old part of the country, they have something called witch winds or the devil winds, some may say. It's been blowing all week, making it feel like anything might happen. Oh, honey, and it should because, honey, we're going to go to Monday night and 
at this uh broke down bar. You know how all of our towns, if you're listening to this, everybody's town has that one bar where everybody goes to. And it's kind of like, oh, oh, just dirty. You know, Madam Satan breathes in the town on the devil's wind and she stops in for a drink because why not? And the witch wind is blowing hard tonight. Meanwhile, Sabrina's at home sleep and she's having a nightmare. She's running through the woods because some woman is chasing her. But then Sabrina recognizes the woman. It's her mother in her dreams. And her mother's like, oh my God, my baby Sabrina, I tried to protect you. And Sabrina's like, girl, who do you fuck you try to protect me from? Uh, and now she's coming for you. And Sabrina's like, who's coming for me? I hate any stories on these TV shows and movies when they be all cryptic. Bitch, tell me the first name, the last name, and give me their social security number if somebody's coming for me. I don't got time for that motherfucking, uh, one is coming, but one is done. If you know, you might want to run. Bitch, don't give me that one fish, two fish shit. Tell me who the fuck's coming for me so I can either defend myself or I can hit the fucking road and then uh, Sabrina's mom tells her the queen of hell the devil's concubine she wants to bathe in your blood Sabrina her name is and just before Diana can say the name the tree swipe her away Sabrina wakes up and she's just like that is such a fucking weird dream and Sabrina just feels very uneasy but however Sabrina goes back to sleep because Sabrina's a theater nerd remember she loves theater and she has to audition for Bye Bye Birdie tomorrow the next morning, Sabrina wakes up for school, you know, ready to audition for her theater uh, play, Bye Bye Birdie. And she goes downstairs and they're having breakfast. And Salem complains that the milk is bad. And then everybody's like, uh, are you sure? And then Zelda's like, yeah, the milk is bad. I can smell it. Hilda's like, bad milk and the milk hasn't even expired yet. That means there is an ill omen on the horizon. In the words of Credence Clearwater, honey, I see a bad moon rising. And Sabrina's like, um, I had a dream. But you know how a lot of us can't recall our dream? That's where Sabrina's at right now. Sabrina cannot recall any of her dream. But she know it was an important message she was getting. And she know her mom was in it. She just cannot remember what was told to her and who she should watch out for. Meanwhile, across town, Sabrina's drama teacher kind of runs the Airbnb or a place where they can rent rooms. So Sabrina's drama teacher has a for rent sign, you know, to rent out a room in her house. And guess who comes knocking at the door needing a place to stay? Fucking Madam Satan. Who that cruel mistress is? She is making her way around town, honey. Madam Satan tells her, I will take the room. And Sabrina, drama teacher's like, is everything okay? I hope it's to your liking. And Madam Satan's like, it is perfect. As long as I have this dark corner of the house with a window and people mind their business and I can keep my door locked and nobody bothers me. And um, Sabrina's drama teacher's like, oh, sure, dear. And, you know, Sabrina's drama teacher's like an old spinsterly woman who just wants somebody's company because she's lonely. Miss Gardini, she's a high school drama teacher on the side. Ask her, well, how long will you be in Greendale? And uh, Madam Satan gives her a devious stare and she says, why is as long as it takes now meanwhile it's 3 30 p.m we go to uh baxter high into the auditorium and we see sabrina uh singing a song now now the drama teacher is watching sabrina and like we said this is the same old woman who's written out the room to madam satan little unbeknownst to her and uh she's shocked because she's like sabrina i just thought you were a cheerleader you know i did not know you had uh, a talent to sing like this and meanwhile watching in the auditorium high up window is a ah! madam satan's familiar Yes, spying on it, getting information, seeing what Sabrina's doing, seeing her daily life to report back to his mistress. 
Madam Satan's familiar tells her everything. He tells his mistress about Sabrina and her cousin Ambrose and Harvey Kinkle and Rosalind and the drama club, her landlord, Evelyn Gardine, and how she is Sabrina's drama teacher. And much to her surprise, Madam Satan finds herself smiling. And later that night, Sabrina's drama teacher goes to the movie shelves to watch old classic 1930s and 40s romantic movies from the Hollywood heyday. Miss Evangeline Gardenia, Sabrina's drama teacher, is sitting watching a movie and she is joined by Madam Satan. And she's like, oh, funny to see you here, dear. And then they, the two kick it and have such a nice night. They're just enjoying each other's company. And the sad thing about this part is Madam Satan really finds friendship within Sabrina's drama teacher, uh, Evelyn. And she's like, you know, in another life, we could have actually been really good friends. However, Madam Satan is on a mission. She is on a mission of revenge. And revenge takes no prisoners, neither shall she. So... Back in her rented room, Madam Satan is thinking it's such a tragedy that under different circumstances, she might have asked Evelyn to start a new coven with her. But no, that's not what Madam Satan needed to do. Miss Gardenia had to go. So she casts a spell that night, and as Sabrina Spellman, the drama teacher, Evelyn Gardenia, goes to sleep, she never wakes up again. But Madam Satan is, is a cruel but kind mistress, so she puts her in her favorite 1940s romantic comedy where she is the main character. The next day, everybody at school, they heard how their drama teacher fell into a coma in her sleep and how she's not waking up. The kids are shocked, but even more because kids are selfish. Kids are selfish bastards. They're like, well, what about the play? Everybody auditioned. How do we know who's getting what which role? Yes, kids are worried. And yes, uh, the drama teacher was Sabrina Spellman's favorite teacher. But the biggest thing is they're worried about who getting a play in Bye Bye Birdie. I said, these niggas ain't shit. By eighth period, there's a good afternoon, and a woman comes walking in. And she says, I realize how upset you all must be. It's tragic what's happening to Evelyn, but I promise we will get through it together. And the kids are like, um, okay, but who are you? And the substitute teacher turns around and says, I'm sorry, I've gotten ahead of myself. My name is Evangeline Porter, and I will be your teacher for the foreseeable future. And guess who Miss Porter actually is? We know her as Madam Satan, but see, Sabrina's never met this woman. And little do Sabrina know, her worst enemy has finally found the way to be close to her and enter her fucking life. The next chapter, The Baptism. Hey, you guys, I want to thank you guys for liking a reiteration of The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina comic chapter two. That was a Madam Satan story. Um, yeah, thank you guys for watching. Please don't forget to rate this podcast four or five stars. And I'll keep this going up until Halloween because let's be real. I'm a ho I'm a holiday hoe. I love Halloween. I love Christmas. I love all that shit, you know, in between. So, yeah, um, we're going to do all eight issues. And yeah, bye, you guys and have a great day.